0: Welcome to A Course in Miracles Living the Love, Walking the Talk with Reverend Jennifer Hadley. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application. Here is your host, Reverend Jennifer Hadley. Ah, bonjour, bonjour, bonjour. <laughs> Here we go again. Isn't it wonderful? Transcending time and space together so that we can awaken from the dream of separation. I'm so grateful. So grateful for the opportunity that we're giving ourselves to heal, transform, resolve, dissolve, permanently release everything that causes suffering. Yes, we're living the love and we're walking the talk together and let's say a prayer together. So I invite you to join with me and place your hand on your heart. Take this deep, deep breath of love and gratitude and let us just be so grateful and so thankful. That perfect love is what we already are. We're already there. And we are willing to give up any idea that we're not. We're willing to give up any idea of separation, whether it's known to us or hidden in the recesses of our awareness. We're giving it all to the higher Holy Spirit self, calling upon that higher Holy Spirit self to walk with us and talk with us, to shine the light of love within our own mind. We are grateful and thankful To give up all causes of doubt, fear, worry, shame, blame, regret, jealousy, resentment, lack and limitation. We're giving it all to the higher Holy Spirit self for healing and we're claiming our awakening right here, right now in gratitude. We join together and share the benefits with everyone because we are one with them. So grateful, so thankful to let the healing be. We let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 Oh, how blessed we are. So, so very blessed. <laughs> grateful. Grateful beyond grateful. And our topic today, such a good one. I love these topics that Spirit gives me. Healing the habit of feeling dissatisfied. Right? Oh my gosh, was this a major, major issue for me. Healing the habit of feeling dissatisfied. I had no idea that I was creating my own unhappiness. That I was getting in my own way so much by choosing actively, very actively choosing to be dissatisfied and uh, to feel dissatisfied, to claim dissatisfaction. It was a real issue. And I'm so grateful and so thankful that we can change our minds. Yes. So, Let's just really define what we're talking about here uh, before we go any further. So the habit of feeling dissatisfied. Here's some of the ways that it showed up for me. One way was I would enter into a room, a situation, a meeting, a conversation, and I would, by habit, look around and see what I didn't like. I would look for the things that felt threatening to me. I would look for the things that could bother me. I would look for the things that I could be offended by. And I would do it so quickly and unconsciously. That I didn't really understand this was part of this habit of being dissatisfied. So I might look at a menu in a restaurant and I would quickly be like, not this, not that. Oh, they don't have, oh my God, it's too expensive. Just instantly going to complaints I was looking for things I could be offended by (laughs) because being upset was where I got a sense of feeling powerful. I felt so deeply insecure that I would use upset as a source of power. Drama queens do that. And I was definitely a drama queen. And... Just thinking about it, uh, remembering how I used to make myself miserable all day long, taking offense, being hurt was a big one. So I'll tell you something um, right now. uh, I'm staying with family, uh, which I'm happy to be here and grateful. And uh, it's not a common thing, but one of my family members just snapped at me. Uh, and, uh, it, it, I knew instantly that it had zero to do with me. They were having a stressed moment. So I just lovingly got out of the way. Didn't need to say anything back. Uh, was not bothered or upset. Just went right to praying, knowing the truth, seeing The release of whatever the cause is, calling upon the angels, Holy Spirit, surrounding and enfolding them and lifting them up out of the mire of whatever thought was happening there. Didn't take it personally, did not feel it was meant personally, although it definitely was directed at me. It's just a short comment. This has nothing to do with you. Okay. I can get that. No problem. But let me just say that 10 years ago, well, maybe more, 14, 15 years ago, that would have been all I needed to spiral down and have it literally be the thing that would make me miserable for my entire visit. Um, It would, I would build on it. And I would start to look for more threads of the same nature and I'm building my case. And this is one of the things that the ego does. This, these are the habits of dissatisfaction. The ego builds a case like a lawyer looking for evidence, looking for facts. Of course, there are, the ego doesn't know anything about true Reality, So it doesn't know anything about facts. It only knows how to interpret and make meaning in a negative, egocentric way. But I didn't used to know that. I thought it was all very real. And so uh, my ego would begin building a case against my family members, against me. I am not loved. I am not cared for. I am not appreciated, I am not respected, they always, they never, those always and never words uh, are the key for me. I really learned this and this is one of the things I share in my classes that you know it's ego when it's never or always, you're into those Habits of dissatisfaction. You're gathering evidence. See now, I, I, I'm so grateful for this awareness that the ego needs to make a case like attorney an attorney and present the evidence. Why is that? Spirit doesn't work that way. Spirit does not uh, go around collecting evidence to prove a case. And the reason is simply this, what spirit is and spirit knows is eternally true for everyone. No case needs to be made. There's no convincing needed. You either are willing to know the truth that sets you free, or you prefer to keep energizing your beliefs. Because all beliefs are false, the ego needs to build a case to convince. Just like someone who, anyone who's lying and deceiving will build a case. We'll start to present evidence. We'll start to make things up. That's how ego works. Love is refreshing, renewing, restoring, reviving, because love is eternally true and love is what we are. So when the mind goes to complaining and starting to collect evidence for your righteous complaints, that's when we can remember to laugh because we're in that habitual ego mind, the habit of being dissatisfied. This is one of the most um, insidious and clever ways that the ego thought patterns uh, are so sticky. So I'm uh, one of the things i'll I'll share with you since uh, uh you may be a long-time listener even if you're a new listener uh one of the things I'll share with you is that uh i'm being very careful to uh, uh, in the ways i speak about the ego so for instance um i usually don't say my ego Uh, Although I did say it today, uh, I said it intentionally. Most of the time, I don't say my ego because I don't wish to be identified with the ego. But I notice the more I am disidentified with the ego, saying my ego doesn't um, tweak, it doesn't uh, spark a sense of identification with the ego. So... The ego has no power, zero power at all. It is like a puppet. Think of a hand puppet. If you put your hand inside the puppet, the ego seems to have power. The puppet seems to have power, right? It can do things. It can pick things up. It can hold things. Think of the Muppets, right? The Muppets seem like real beings, right? But we know they're not. And if we could see Kermit or Miss Piggy laying on a table, those puppets, those Muppets, we would say, oh, yeah, they have no power. They have no personality. They have nothing. They are inert. They, are, they have no volition of their own. They require the puppet master, the Muppet master, <laughs> to operate. And the same is true of the ego because it is a thought system into which we place our awareness. And then by lighting it up with our awareness, just like putting your hand inside a puppet, now that puppet seems to have life. Now that ego thought system seems to have power, It seems to have life, but it does not. It requires an operator. The ego requires an operator. So really, you know, this world that we're experiencing, Earth School, as Gary Zukav called it, uh, and by the way, just, I haven't read it in a very long time, but whenever that was... 2000? Gosh. No, not 2000, 1990, reading... Seed of the Soul, something like that. So when I read Seed of the Soul, I read it a few times back then. It was the best book I'd ever read up until that point. I just loved it. He called it Earth School. So here in Earth School, the we, if everything here is conceptual, symbolic, of course, in Miracles says, and... Uh, That words are symbols of symbols because everything in this world that we can refer to with words is symbolic. Uh, Another way to say it is conceptual. And I I think that's really helpful. Uh, So we conceive of things, we have concepts. And I uh, love to really recognize that all concepts are projections they are not of substance they're not real they're not eternal Uh, so that helps me to intellectually understand how this world works that it's a very sophisticated system that we basically place our awareness into and it's very much um like if you've ever seen the movie avatar or matrix these movies help us to conceptualize to understand uh, what it's like to put on a body and have this experience also i don't know if i've mentioned this on the radio show i don't talk about it a lot, but I really, really love the TV show Once Upon a Time. Once Upon a Time. And if you're a Netflix fan, uh, I don't know about other options, but you can watch, I think the first seven seasons, they're in seven, eight, season eight now, I think, um, on, on Netflix. Go to the beginning, watch it, Watch it with your family. Watch it with your kids. Um, It's very much about our human experience of being transported in a sleeping state to a false uh, reality. And uh, not being able to remember who we really are. And it's quite clever. The Holy Spirit is really woven all the way through it uh and i don't want to give it all away but there're just there were so many episodes particularly in the first few years that i was watching it that i would just start crying because i'd be like oh it's so true oh it's just like a course of miracles oh that's what it's like for us we forget our power we forget who we really are we forget that love is the answer it's a really beautiful um, story and it's got all kinds of magical people and creatures. You know, it's the fairy tale folks, the wicked witch, uh, rather the evil queen and snow white and Prince charming and Rumpelstiltskin bell uh, from beauty and the beast and uh, lots of wonderful characters like that. And They're all learning how to work from their heart and the consequences of choosing what we would call ego thought system instead of um, the truth of their being. And in there, as in all of life, we can see people, characters on the screen of our life who choose dissatisfaction. When people feel powerless, like I did, on a certain level, uh, and it doesn't matter if you're loud and boisterous, which I certainly was, a very strong personality. I was a drama queen, so I was not uh, quiet and demure and keeping it all in. But uh, being dissatisfied, complaining, taking offense... Uh, being sarcastic, uh, attacking, judging—these are all ways for the ego to feel powerful, right? Not that the ego really feels anything, but it's a way for us to feel powerful when we are identified with the ego. Just like the the puppet cannot feel anything because it has no it's not has no consciousness the ego has no consciousness has no awareness we have awareness and we can place that awareness in a thought system of lack attack limitation and separation and we can experience it very intensely don't we know it (laughs) oh yes we have proven it So often, there is zero doubt anymore. So let's prove God now. Let's prove God. Recently, I've been running these forgiveness workshops. And I'm going to... Oh yeah, you know what I'm going to do? If you text the word forgive to the number 35227, then you can... Uh, get a link back to sign up for my free forgiveness live video workshop. So I'm running this free live video workshop uh, and it's totally free. Please share with friends. And to get it, you are going to text to the number 35227, 35227, you text the word FORGIVE so text the word FORGIVE to 35227 and I'll send you a link to register for my Forgiven Be Free live video online workshop it's a workshop so you're actually doing work together in the workshop with me and um, it's totally free so please please do share with friends invite friends. And the whole idea right now is to support people in breaking these habits of unhappiness. And forgiveness is the number one tool that we have. The holidays are coming. The end of the year is coming. It's going to be here before we know it, which I love the start of the new year. OMG, I love that energy, that Christ energy as we build to Christmas and travel into the new year, that Christ energy is so strong on this planet. And I just love that time of year. It's fantastic. Uh, And, but let's make the most of it. Let's be prepared so that we can start the new year so beautifully. So I've been running these workshops and uh, wow, people are coming. They're doing the deep work. They're having the transformation and the healing. So we're offering as many as we possibly can. They're all free and uh, it is a time commitment, uh, but we do it all in just a few days. It's a three-part series and uh, I invite you. So forgive, text the word forgive to the number 35227 or you can just go to jenniferhadley.com and sign up there on the homepage and um forgive and be free live online video workshop all free for you and your friends and you know what i'm just going to ask a, a favor of you if you're uh, like this radio broadcast and it's helpful to you when you see my posts at facebook you know, we don't have some big advertising budget. We're a nonprofit ministry. We're offering as much free stuff as we can. And it actually makes a huge difference if you click like or and comment on any of my posts. And You don't have to write a whole big, long comment. You can just put a heart there in your comment. You know, you can just... Send me some love and I'll send you love. (laughs) And what it does is it just helps Facebook decide, oh, you know what? These posts are valuable to people and let's show them to more people instead of burying them. So that's a really great way to help this ministry share more free things. So please do please do. It is demoralizing, at least it was for me. It was demoralizing to constantly realize I was being swept up in my own habits of dissatisfaction. You know, it just becomes so familiar. It's like an old bathrobe That's really comfortable, but has become tattered and stained. And let's face it. If you were uh, going on a date with someone or something like that, you would not want them to see you in that bathrobe. Right. But that's what our habits of dissatisfaction are like. There's like something old and uncomfortable Actually, old robe was probably not a good metaphor, but think of some old coat or some old pair of shoes you have that are ill fitting and very unattractive, stained, tattered, and make you look as though nobody loves you at all. That's what the habits of dissatisfaction are like. And we're going to get more deeply into this in the next part of the show. Yes. Oh, you know, I'm just so grateful to bring all this stuff to the light and that we get to do it together. I am very, very grateful that we get to do it together. So let's take that breath of love and gratitude. So grateful and so thankful as we go into the break here. I'm Jennifer Hadley and you're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio. We're living we'll the love. we are walking the talk. And I'll be Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, living the love, walking the talk. Welcome back. Welcome back. So grateful to be healing the habits of dissatisfaction. These habits I found are so insidious. And what, what happened for me personally was, and this was before I came to A Course in Miracles, just before I came to A Course in Miracles, I had been for a number of years doing the course without doing the course, because in uh, 97, I started a very active daily practice of nonviolence. So I was looking for everything in my mind that was unloving. I began to really look for it and root it out. Uh, And of course, well, it was very challenging to me, but it was also very, very helpful to me. And I began to realize, as many people do as they begin this work, I began to realize that OMG, my thoughts are almost all negativity, <laughs> and as you may have heard me say, this is very common uh, for people who take my "Finding from fe- Finding Freedom from Fear" boot camp, which I'm offering uh, right now. Uh, come join us right away, though, if you're listening to this around the time of broadcast. Um, uh, Well, you may be able to take it if you listen to it years later. I may be offering it then too. So come check it out. And it's the perfect time. I'm actually uh, very excited. I haven't, uh, the classes are pre recorded. And I have not done new classes in years. And I am pre recording new, I'm not pre recording, I am recording new classes. So you can come join me live in the classes. I'm doing them on Zoom. I've never done before. That'll be fun. And so you'll have all the classes, all the classes to enjoy and participate in. Yes, it's wonderful. It's wonderful what we can do with technology. And this, I love offering Finding Freedom from Fear because these are the practices that transformed my life and uh, it's such a jump starter for people to really quickly turn things around and I've made it so comprehensive. I've been offering this class for 11 years now and it's so deeply powerful for this very particular topic of interrupting the patterns and habits of dissatisfaction. There's so much to my finding freedom from fear boot camp. It's really comprehensive. People are always amazed at how comprehensive it is. But this is what I ask spirit for. How can I be more helpful? How can I make it more clear for people? How can I help them overcome or just dissolve even better word choice, dissolve and resolve permanently all resistance and reluctance, right? So the resistance and the reluctance comes from the deep-seated sense of unworthiness and so do the habits of dissatisfaction. I mean, just think about it. If we fundamentally feel unworthy of God's love, can we have satisfaction Is there any sense of peace that we can have? No, it would only be conditional, right? There would not be this great sense of true resting in peace as long as we think we're unworthy. So healing that root cause of the dissatisfaction, not just breaking the habit, not just interrupting the pattern, which really is so much of the work. Consistently interrupting that pattern, but healing it back to the root cause. And this is what spirit does for us. Of course, nobody needs my help to do that. uh, But I have found that it is much, much easier for people to do this as a group. So for me, I did have my prayer partners and friends doing this work with me but not in the same way that I was doing it because I'm I was doing the things in my boot camp and my friends were not doing that so I was doing the boot camp on my own <laughs> with spirit not not totally on my own because spirit the angels were all with me for sure and uh, I felt them more and more every day but what I see is the people who take my classes now, they do it so much faster than me. I mean, I had a conversation yesterday with somebody in Masterful Living, well, with several people actually in Masterful Living, and they were just going on and on and on about how grateful they are that their mind is really deeply shifting and they're seeing the contrast between how they felt a year ago and how they feel now. And... They're definitely transforming their minds far faster than I ever did. And we're just moving together along at a really good pace and clip. And um, it's exciting. It's exciting, which is why now I'm so happy to be training ministers and teachers and spiritual counselors. Oh, you know, this might be helpful to you. So... Looking at the patterns of dissatisfaction. Just taking a moment here. Hmm. What is the cost? Like, think about it in terms of your relationships. Because of Course in Miracles tells us the two best tools we have for healing our mind, for our salvation, Our relationships and our body. How does your dissatisfaction show up in your relationships? Do you blame others for your dissatisfaction? Like a habit of dissatisfaction is a constant disappointment. Many people have a constant disappointment with their family members, their loved ones, their co-workers, their boss. Their employees' constant sense of dissatisfaction, and it is what it does is it keeps us tuned to the ego radio station. Praise appreciation, gratitude, compassion, love. Extending these raise us up above the battleground so we can experience love and peace consistently. And being dissatisfied, grumbling, complaining, criticizing, shaming, And guilting. I've done some radio shows on guilt. If you notice that you say things to people uh, that uh, might be what some people would call, and I put this in air quotes, telling my truth. And really what it's designed to do is to make people feel guilty and ashamed. um, That is not loving, and it's really not necessary. You see, A Course of Miracles tells us extremely clearly that all healing is at the level of the mind. So we think that the dissatisfaction is with life itself. We think that the dissatisfaction is with the circumstances we're encountering. But it is simply not true. It is simply not true. We don't know what anything is for. So for instance, right now, one of the things I'm doing is I am studying kundalini yoga as a teacher in training. And I love it. I love it. And kundalini it has spiritual practices working with uh, mantras and chanting. And kundalini yoga is uh, another um, one of the definitions of kundalini energy is the christ energy and it's about physically bringing that christ energy up from the lower chakras all the way up through the top chakra so that we can walk in the world as enlightened beings and be truly helpful that's really what the kundalini yoga practice is all about and so i'm loving the combination of Working at the level of the mind and using the body to help me do that because it dramatically strengthens your nervous system, your glandular system, your hormonal system, and it works. You work with your mind in Kundalini yoga because sometimes you're holding a posture that's not comfortable for several minutes and you wonder can you do it? So in the teacher training the other day, I was, uh, we had to hold our arms up in the air at an angle. I forget if we were chanting or breathing now. Uh, I can't remember. It doesn't matter that much. But I was holding my arms up at a 60 degree angle, I think it was, and with our fists tight or something like that, and breathing deeply maybe chanting too, for 11 minutes, 11 minutes is not a very long time, but it seems like a long time when you're holding your arms up in the air. And, uh, I have started to develop the mental ability to not have to pause and take my arms down. And so for me, my shoulders are very tight i'm holding my arms up for 11 minutes and so after a few minutes it begins to hurt and i know that i i know my body which i love my body so much i have the just the most wonderful body i just seriously god gave me a fantastic body somebody else might say uh, well you've got a belly hanging over and you've got cellulite And your breasts are droopy now because you're 58 years old and you've got age spots or sunspots on your face. And, um, I don't know what else, but I'm like, no, and I have gray hair, you know, coming in, it's in there, it's mixed in. (laughs) And, um, people might be like, uh, why would you be so grateful for that body? But You know what? I love this body. This body has gotten me through my life. And I have been really hard on this body. And my body is still doing great. And anyway, so I know my body. So I know when I'm hurting myself and I need to ease off. And I know when I just need to keep going. So... I felt that pain of, oh, my shoulders are not happy. My arms are not happy. I'm doing things I am not yet able to, I don't have the strength and the flexibility to do easily. So it hurts. But I was working with my mind and I was working with my nervous system. And of course, I was working with my muscular system and all of these things, and I made up my mind, I am holding my arms up for the entire 11 minutes, no matter what is going on. And I called the angels to help me to release the pain, the thoughts of pain, because the pain is in the mind. Pain is in the mind. And I've had transcendent experiences in Kundalini Yoga where I, and some people say it has to do with releasing sexual energy. I don't know anything about that. I know about the Christ energy moving it up through the chakras. And uh, I'm beginning to teach Kundalini, so I'll be sharing things with you if you're interested. I'll let you know how to get them. You can stay tuned to my YouTube channel. Uh, Jennifer H. Hadley at YouTube. Um, and so working with the body to work with the mind. Very powerful. Super, super powerful. And my old tendency would be like, oh, my God, this hurts so much. Oh, my God, I cannot do this. Oh, my God, how much longer? Why won't they tell us how much longer? Why, why do they keep us in the dark? Why, why is it? F- I, I think it's maybe we've only done five minutes. Oh, my God, I have six minutes more. Oh, my God, how am I going to do this? Oh, it hurts so much. I have permission to take my arms down. I don't. Uh, oh, I can't stand it. And I take my arms down. I'd rest my arms, and I'd rub my shoulders, and I'd put my arms back up. And once I took my arms down once, then I'd start taking my arms down every 30 seconds, every minute. And, oh, so much pain, so much pain. I was focused on the pain. But you see, really healing the habits of dissatisfaction, I can see now how my Kundalini Yoga practice helps me with it. Because this this time on the weekend when i was doing that i felt the discomfort but i said no i am keeping my arms up i can do it i can do it the angels are helping me it will be done by me and this is good this is good and so it's like hitting a switch in your mind that just says it is done i've done it it's happening Rather than, oh, I don't like this. Oh, oh, my God, how much longer? I mean, some of that was coming up, but I decided not to dance with it, right? So let's say you're at a, a dance and um, the dissatisfaction comes up and says, would you like to dance with me? And you say, oh, you look very familiar to me. Sure, I'll dance with you. I bet. I know how to dance your dance. So you dance the dance of dissatisfaction. But you could be at the dance and that dissatisfaction comes up and says, would you like to dance with me? And you can say, thank you for asking, but no, I'd like to dance with someone who's happy. I'd like to dance with someone else. Remember, like attracts like. So this is what we do. I used to, one of the main things that I did for myself back in the 80s was I made a decision to really move out of constant complaining and attacking. And uh, that was a huge, huge step for me. And so my friends at the time, for the most part, we got together and we bonded through complaining. We had a sim, like attracts like, like attracts like. So the lonely, sad, frightened people filled with self-hatred who felt powerful by being angry and complaining and sarcastic and attacking were attracted to me. And we became friends. And then I realized I do not wish to do this anymore. Because it makes me want to kill myself. You know, one of my closest friends. We made a break because my friend didn't want to hang out with me anymore. Once I stopped the pity party. And... It wasn't that long, maybe a year or two, my friend died of brain cancer. Yep. And I just, like, okay, we all have our ways of getting out of the misery. And for me, for a time, I was suicidal and desperate. Filled with despair. Very dark time for me. But I broke out of it. I broke out of it. And one of the things I did was, I wouldn't have called it then, breaking the habit of dissatisfaction. For me, it took me a very long time to do that. And you know what? That's exactly why I keep running my Finding Freedom from Fear spiritual boot camp class. Because it did take so long for me. But it didn't have to. And if I could have signed up for something like what I offer now, OMG, oh my God, I would have loved it. I would have loved it. And now I'm so grateful for every bit of my miserable experience because I learned so much from it that I can share now. So I'm harvesting the wisdom and I'm extending that harvest and sharing it. And that is my joy. I tell you, people tell me all the time, oh, my God, you do so much. You accomplish so much. God accomplishes so much when we get out of the way. (laughs) I'm on fire. I'm on fire. I never get bored. It's never tiresome, like, I have to go do this. No, I get to do it. I'm excited to do it. I love to do it. Oh my God, I love talking with the people in my sacred circle and my finding freedom. I love talking with the people in masterful living. It is fantastic. Sometimes we just cry together. It's so fantastic. We're so grateful that we have found the way to get to that tipping point where we are more, we're peaceful than not. And once you get to that tipping point, it just gets so, so much easier. It's crazy how much easier it is, how much more enjoyable life is, how much easier relationships are, and even the challenges of the body. I always think people who have lots of intense challenges with the body, they are so committed to their awakening. So here we go. A little, little bit of Course of Miracles here. This is from, um, chapter one, section four, which is entitled the escape from darkness. The escape from darkness involves two stages. First, the recognition that darkness cannot hide. Darkness cannot hide. This step usually entails fear. Second, The recognition that there is nothing you want to hide, even if you could. This step brings escape from fear. When you have become willing to hide nothing, you will not only be willing to enter into communion, but will also understand peace and joy. How beautiful is that? So... The escape from darkness involves two stages. First, the recognition that darkness cannot hide. In other words, everybody sees everything, even if they're not talking about it, right? I mean, we all know who the happy people are and who the unhappy people are. Everything about us gives everything away. There's no private thoughts. There's no hiding. And so we get afraid, then we want to hide, we're not able to hide, and we're trying to hide, and that, why? Because we feel ashamed. So all of that can be brought to the light. And the second step is the recognition that there's nothing you want to hide, even if you could. And to me, this is one of the best things about the classes I offer, is that people come together and they start to just tell the truth. And it's such a relief not to be hiding anymore and because we all practice non-judgment we can embrace each other we're actively practicing compassion we're actively interrupting the patterns of unhappiness this is why we come together and i'm so grateful that it proves the course of miracles works it does and i am grateful to oh you know what i almost forgot let me tell you that if you would like to join my Forgive and Be Free uh, workshop, again, text FORGIVE to 35227. And also, if you're interested in my Finding Freedom from Fear Bootcamp, right now, right now, I'm doing a price rollback and you can save $100. We have all kinds of payment plans. And what you're going to do is you're going to use the code at checkout Radio 100, Radio 100, at the checkout, and you'll get $100 off. So you can do that. And a big thank you to everyone who donates to make this radio show possible. It really couldn't be possible without all your support, the free classes, the free text messages, the free A Course in Miracles app. All of it would not be possible if not for... The donations and the regular contributions of those listeners who say yes to making a contribution. And you can do so at livingacourseofmiracles.com or jenniferhadley.com. And when you go there, check out how many resources we have for you. So much free stuff. Please enjoy and participate. One quick thing, if you are thinking of taking my Finding Freedom from Fear Boot Camp, but you're not sure, you can get a free consultation. Just sign up and get that. So let's take a breath. So grateful and thankful for the love of God shining in our heart, shining in our mind, shining in our life. In gratitude, we share the benefits with all. The Holy Spirit lifts us all. We let it be, and so it is. Amen. Mwah. Have a great week.